welcome to this episode of Not Too Deep. I am very excited for you to listen and or watch this episode because we have the one, the only Tony Hale with us. He is an amazing comedian, amazing actor, amazing children's book author, and also voiceover actor, and just genuinely a wonderful, lovely human being that struggles on a daily basis with anxiety like the rest of us. And I might have had an out-of-body experience recording this episode with him because he was so kind and wonderful that I'm still processing it. And I'm very excited for you guys to see it. And I'm going to stop this run-on sentence now so you can just jump into it. Enjoy this episode of Not Too Deep with Tony Hale. Not, not too deep. Quick question for you. Are you craving flavor and refreshment this summer? Please respond audibly at whatever device you are listening to this podcast on. Awesome. We'll pick one of the three flavors of Bud Light Chalita, Chalada, sorry, tomato, tomata, original, extra lime, and the newest member of the family, Mango Bud Light Chalada, is perfect for drinking at brunch, on the beach, or just hanging out with friends in the sun. Pick up a Bud Light Chalada today and learn more at BudLight.com. Bud Light Chalada, flavor that refreshes. sweatshirt too thank you i cried like a baby during that oh if you didn't hear it's a sign of being an actual sociopath (laughs) exactly that was one of the things that reminded me that like humanity can be good i know i wanted to get more into his sons that's that's one thing i wanted that's i uh, i got into a little bit of a tiff with the person i went to see it with afterwards because i wanted to know more about his personal like family life yeah yeah. and they were like why can't you just appreciate how good it was and i was like i do i do appreciate that but i just want to see like one crack in the like the the surface i just want to see especially when he i mean he was such a wonderful man but when he would use puppets during fights with his sons Uh uh-huh and i was like Huh. There's something more to unpack yeah, yeah, there yeah, that yeah. I was super, super curious about. Yeah. yeah. And then I had to check myself of being like, why can't I just be happy for how happy this makes everyone right now? And it made me so happy. I literally cried, I think, halfway through it. Well, that's it. We had Brian Husky on here um, a couple oh, months ago. yeah. And, he, uh, you know, his whole series, I was like, this is like, I wanted to see the darker side <laughs> oh, of yeah, this. Oh, yeah, 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 so... yeah. And then Tom Hanks is doing a movie coming out about him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you were slighted? I don't know. I mean, I understand what they I understand what they were doing. I think it's just because he was so interesting and his whole, you know, going before Congress mm-hmm. and all that oh, kind of stuff. Oh, that part I had no real idea about. Yeah, that was so interesting. But you just kind of wanted, to your point, just dive in a little, a yeah, little more. Yeah, I wanted to get a little bit deeper. I wanted to find out more about his wife, who seemed to be like kind of a consummate support system and like yeah. pillar for him with yeah. like no qualms about it that yeah. I'm like I want to know more about you like there must have been yeah. some kind of stuff going and on he didn't shy away from there was that one thing in the show where he was I guess the puppets are asking the kid what do you think assassination means or something I was like damn that yeah. was so ballsy and so long ago yeah. that, and I guess maybe um, we've already started yeah okay if that's okay for you <laughs> Sure. Also, this My is like, life is on camera. This is already, yeah, me too. This is already very pre-recorded. So anything that you're like, I don't want to talk about that is very okay and <clears throat> normal. No. Um, no, I get. I grew up. I guess like I knew of uh, him, and and I, but I never like sat down every day and and mm-hmm. watched it. I don't know why, but for something in me growing up, I was just like, there's something a little bit 
off to me about a man that's like taking off his shoes and talking directly at a camera to mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, my, like Barney made more sense to me mm. in some reason in my brain. Yeah. And, and to your point, it's like I do the same thing, but he had he had a lot of critics. He had a lot yeah. of critics when he was doing it, but they're just the purity just rose to the surface. Ugh. And it's, you know? isn't that kind of telling on us maybe this is just me talking at you about me that uh me too all of us really (laughs) that it's like there's got to be something fucked up about him behind the scenes and like maybe he was just an extremely pure wonderful man i mean we're all a work in progress i think he was his own work in progress but Mm -hmm. what he chose rather than cynicism Mm -hmm. or negativity was incredibly admirable super pure yeah super wonderful and you have a daughter Sorry. I just, I just, <laughs> like, unless you don't. <laughs> what if that? What if it's this moment I say I've been lying the whole time? I don't know. I've, I've had a hired actor that I've taken Instagram photos with over the course of her childhood because <laughs> I need to be more relatable. And guys, to there's a nothing wrong with that. <laughs> People nothing. need work. And today's the day I'm going to speak out. Um, yeah, she's 13. She's and 13. She was just in a little show at her school this weekend, and we went, and it was uh. very. She's precious. Her name is Loy, L-O-Y. Loy, how'd you come up with that name? It is a Southern family name. Okay. Uh, and um, so my wife's <clears throat> father was named Loy, and then her his son, her brother, was named Loy, and then Loy is the only girl who was named Loy. So it's, cool. it's like five different generations, and her my wife's brother, Loy, passed away, so it was also named in honor of him. That's very, very cool. Yeah. It's also just a very cool name and not one of those like bougie, like <clears throat> new agey names that right. you're trying to like make son. interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I will say, poor thing, every time she says, they say, what's your name? She goes, Loy, it's like Joy with an L. So she always says to say that because people think she says joy, which I think is a... Oh, but that's cute. I mean, nice there's comparison. a much worse way of like trying <laughs> right, to explain exactly. your name to someone. Exactly. Um, but what's the climate of like <clears throat> children's entertainment nowadays? I have no pulse on that at all. Um, It's all about YouTube. I feel oh, like. really? Kids... Oh, yeah. Does she watch like the kids unboxing video thing? She doesn't watch that, but she'll watch... Um, she There's this... There's this... <laughs> I started playing with this cord like it's I, my like hair. It's a, like it's a curl, and you're like when talking talk to me about, about boys. Let me tell you what, guys. I watch a lot of makeup tutorials. Um, yeah, she's no. like really into Shane Dawson's conspiracy theories. She loves them. Um, she uh, she watches. What does she watch? Um, She'll like she'll like when music like Taylor Swift's music video came out. Mm. So she likes to watch those music music. But she'll also watch like certain families about their lives, like family vloggers and that sort of thing. Yes, yeah. Like when they just about their family, and she enjoys that. She loved slime videos was a big thing for yeah. a while. Um, oh, and also those um, uh, about cooking. It's but it's like they'll do all those funky designs on cakes and stuff like that. She'll watch that. Kind. Oh. It's, it's very very sweet. That's- I of course do. I'll I'll just I don't know if you watch YouTube, but I watch uh-huh. like um I don't watch the family children's <laughs> I don't channels. I don't <laughs> Are you sure? I mean, today's the day I admit that that's my favorite genre of YouTube. It's just I'm so glad you came out and said it. <laughs> um I watch like compilation videos of like <laughs> Like on The Voice when they win or uh-huh. like they get chosen in the blind audition, but I never want to see the rejection. So I just, <laughs> I just watch compilations. <laughs> I just watch compilations of the people winning and the parents getting excited. That's so great. 
because I don't want to see any the rejection. I, I hate don't want to see the other side of it. Yeah. And then I'll see like um, uh, soldiers coming home to their dogs, yes, that yeah. kind of stuff. That I stuff uh, brings me such joy. Also, dog fail compilations are one of my favorite. It's <laughs> sure. Just... Well, fail compilations in general oh, are pretty funny. I've said a million times in this podcast, but if you look up men falling off of boats is a really, really great compilation How video. Specific. It's like just men that are really proud of their boats and then the boat <laughs> takes them over and it's just... Cut to tomorrow, I'm on a boat and I just bust. <laughs> oh, I would love it. I, oh, there's something so I'll pure about video. it that they're not hurt. They're <clears> just pride like the pride is damaged in that moment yeah yeah that sounds satisfying oh uh, but that's so she watches youtube she watches youtube and then she watches we watch survivor together really uh, amazing race she likes amazing race okay uh, we've seen every project runway oh yeah who are you rooting for this season well that uh, okay because <laughs> i'm going to talk to you about drag race because i love reality oh, television I'll get so into much drag race. i gotta talk about all of it okay so Runway, I will say this season, I said every season, this season, for some reason, we're not on board because they switched it up. It's Carly Kloss is hosting <laughs> it now. Trust me. It feels a little like. It's, it's um, off. It's, it feels off, not off game, but off. Um, off brand. Off it's, brand. It's a little like. Heidi when Klum you, is cold, but she definitely brings something to the show. Her accent, I miss. I miss <laughs> this sure. weird off kind Peter's of. Zane, I miss it. Put on the German. Kiss on the cheek. <laughs> yeah. I miss Tim it's, Gunn. I know. I miss. And uh, I like Christian Siriano a lot. I love him a lot because he tells it like it is. He tells it he's like it is. He's been through it. He's been through sure, the trenches. He, he really he's, has. He can relate. Oh, uh, when he told the one, well, I've been watching this season when he told the one guy that just got voted off, spoiler alert, um, that he was like, You're eating right now? I didn't eat for three days when I made a collection. <laughs> he was like, I can tell. And then that guy voted off that episode. <gasps> wow. Yeah. I was like, Ooh. I but like also, this. have you noticed they're cutting it differently? Yes. There's like a certain, it's almost like they're trying to go more behind the scenes and it looks a little edgier and grittier. Yeah. I like the, I like the polish of the old <laughs> format. It's too real. I like, I like the old cut. Well, there's always, it's always been weird to me because I think this is the different thing between Drag Race and Project Runway for me that I wish was switched or swapped mm -hmm. that they show that they all live in a loft together. Yeah. So it's like, okay, do they, did they set it's this like up? It's like ACMR because, for pouring water. yeah. yeah. Do they expect the drama, like real world style, to happen at the loft, which doesn't really because they're all professional adults? Yeah. But then Drag Race is what I wish they put them all up in a house and they kept cameras rolling on them. So after you that. like the kind of behind the scenes drama? Of... I love Untucked on Drag Race. I've sure. recently gotten into sure. Untucked, which sure. if you're not watching Untucked, you're only watching half you... the story. <laughs> that is so true, girl. <laughs> When I was doing it, when we, when Clea and I guest judged, they took us behind the mirror so we could watch. Yeah, I know. Oh, so we could people, watch them putting on the makeup. And, and they it, really, they, I, they know obviously, I guess. But they don't know exactly when someone's actually right, standing right, behind the right, mirror. Right, 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 Because for people that don't know, the mirror that they're doing their makeup on is a two-way mirror. It's a two-way mirror. And a lot of like producers, and I think they gather yeah. like their storylines because they must be able to overhear everything yeah. like candidly back there. And I was, I was. <gasps> I was staying. I think I was staying with Clea or somebody when we were behind the mirror, and one one of us was like, "Oh, I think a drag queen caught me." I think because <laughs> all of a sudden, she, all of a sudden she went from like looking at her face to the eye, like looked directly in our eyes. We were like, "Oh, it was it was like the eye of God just saw us." Like, oh shit! But it was. I my wife is a makeup artist, and mm -hmm. um, I the way they. I mean, silky ganache. Uh, the way that she uses face, a sharpie, doesn't she, on her eyebrows? <laughs> on her neck. 
<laughs> Your wife see, must be like, that's like nails on a chalkboard for her. No, but it is so, I don't know if she uses it, but it's so dark around her neck. Yeah. But like contouring and all that kind of stuff is fascinating. Yeah. And I still don't understand how incredibly dark makeup on the sides and the top mm-hmm. it contours the face but then it's gone like I, it's that whole it looks how like you bake it and stuff like that yeah i feel like they always catch them in the moments where they look like marge simpson with like a makeup the make shotgun of makeup right. where it just right, looks right, like right. insane and then suddenly they're on the runway and they look like pieces of art yeah. like it's incredible yeah. the blending is real it's all about the blending <laughs> yeah. it's all about the blending <laughs> But they, uh, they, you're right though, because they do take them from some kind of crazy face with it, and then, and then they don't show that transition they much don't. into that like amazing transformation. It's it's pretty nuts. And uh, were you had you watched the show before going? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so we we uh, had uh, some friends of mine, <clears throat> my buddy John and his uh, his his husband Jason. Mm-hmm. I grew up with John, and so every week for probably the past ten years. They would always come over once a week and watch. We'd watch some reality show. Yeah. And then it, it went from, I don't remember what it was before, but then it went to RuPaul's Drag Race. And then Clea and her wife, Mia, came over to watch it. Mm-hmm. And then it just became this tradition. And then one time we were like, well, let's see. It. Oh, there's an ant crawling on the bee. Um, and <laughs> then couldn't be more the normal. And then, <laughs> and then we just, I think somebody mentioned, like, mentioned the idea of us, you know, guest judging. And we were like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it was quite a thrill. Oh my god! I mean, it was. I would it was be, really fun. Yeah, is it? It's a whole day that you're there, or a couple two, days. For us, it was two days because we did you guys, Snatch Game. You did Snatch Game, which yeah. is the most iconic episode yeah. of every season. So, did you know going into it that you guys were judging Snatch Game? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's uh, it's 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 fun, but it's also, I don't know if it's because I'm just such a, I don't know if I'm way too much of a sensitive person or an empath or whatever, but. You're when nervous they, for them. I'm nervous for them. And when they are uncomfortable, <gasps> when it's not necessarily their forte or whatever. Yeah. Oh, it's just, you, I just, I stopped breathing. And yeah. so that was hard to kind of see that the ones that were kind of struggling. Um, but the next day, the runway, I mean, that lip sync was. Oh, you got to watch <laughs> maybe the most iconic lip sync that's happened for seasons. It was kind of epic. It was, and it was like watching, uh, Cirque du Soleil, that, that one, yeah. uh, I think it was, um, oh, I'm blanking on oh, the name. Oh, Evie in uh, Brooklyn. Evie, Evie, yes, but the one that interviewed Sugarcane oh, said sure. that it was like watching Cirque du Soleil, and it really was. Yeah. Because Evie just did these back flips. Oh, and it was so insane. Brooklyn. And that's, I was jealous watching it on behalf of you guys, oh. because I was like, sometimes you watch the lip syncs and they're a little lackluster. Yeah. Like, they're they're fine. Yeah, they're yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But then when you get people that can do acrobatics and, like, yeah. are really lip syncing for their life. For their life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, don't you also feel, don't you also feel like sometimes... They do a lip sync and the song choice. You're like, oh, that yeah. sucks for them because yeah. that's probably hard to dance to. If it's to. like a yeah, like a, a slow song or something that you're yeah. like, they can't do their backflips to yeah. this. <laughs> but then I will say, last season, um, oh, I forgot her name. Very tall and skinny. Um, she, she had like a green dress on, and she did it to some kind of old, like Judy Garland song, and she turned it out. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm forgetting too. But it's oh, some, I don't remember anything. Some names. of them just make it happen. And I love reveals. I love wigs on wigs on wigs. Well, Give Brooklyn me. had quite a reveal. I mean, oh, Brooke- <laughs> that was incredible. That was, I was like, she is making sure she doesn't leave because that Celine yeah. Dion was a little. Yeah. She was then, fighting for her life. Yeah. <laughs> 
But also, I love every season because it, they're like um, also sleight of hand magicians in some way too. That they're yeah. one upping each other in terms of like yeah, what else yeah, they yeah. can reveal and how they can reveal things. Yeah. Um, I went to a couple seasons ago. I got to go to the live taping of the finale when Sasha Valor had the like petals sure, moment. Sure. I Another screamed. Iconic moment. <laughs> I was out of my brain and I screamed <laughs> as if this is like my brother that was like surviving some like insane yeah, like yeah, thing. Yeah. I, I, and I forgot that we're all on camera the whole time too. It was insane. And we're sitting next to all the, um, the other um, drag queens that have been voted off. They're just fanning themselves like crazy in the audience. I was just like, this is the fever dream that I want to live well, in for the rest of my well, life. It was also, so I remember that moment too. And it was came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. There's rose petals under her wig. Out of nowhere. <laughs> and I was like, she held her posture as if yeah. nothing she and yeah. she knew this whole time that yeah. that was going to happen and oh. she also kind of reminds me of Evie because yeah. Since they're not necessarily maybe dancers, or mm -hmm. you don't really, Sasha didn't have to lip sync much, and neither did Evie. So no. you don't really know what they're going to bring right. to the runway. But that's why I like Evie so much, is because she is such a wild card that you're like, yeah. oh, you're gonna you're gonna do something completely out of the box yeah. that no one's and even thought did. to do. Yeah. yeah, and she pulled Ugh. out that hairspray. She had that wig under uh, a wig. Uh, it was so great. <laughs> yeah. Wait, when did you guys actually film this? In July. Last year. Yeah, July last year. Wow. And so I you had to sit yeah. with this? Yeah. You had oh, to sit with this knowledge? Just for on my hands. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was just, I, both of us were very nervous because, you know, you, when you're going into, I mean, I don't know, we were just, we were really nervous. Um, well, you want to respect them because they're artists. And, and like, they're artists they... and it was, and we were excited to be there because we were fans. And also, but there's also something um like when they when they walk down the runway, everybody's got quick bits yes. that they say, and you're just like, I don't know if I could be that quick, and <laughs> yeah. and you see, I don't know, you just it was all a mix. Like you kind of had, I had compassion for them too because they're in high heels, just standing Ugh. there being judged, and as an actor, you're you don't and you know what being judged feels like. So you don't yeah. want to like judge them. It was just kind of a weird. And then your job is to judge yeah. them yeah. being there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so nuts. And then you're also in the presence of Rue, who is just like an I mean. immaculate, like <laughs> sentient being sent down. Yeah. To like make us a better society, I <laughs> yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really fun. Oh, that's so nuts. Uh, well, congratulations that the secret Thank is you. out now Thank that you. you don't have to sit with it. Um, are you rooting for anyone in particular this season? You think anyone's going to take the take the crown? I'm a Nina West fan. Are yeah, she's got that old I think, school. Like... I think Evie and um, Brooklyn. I mean, I, they're all really great. I just Nina is a seems like a really kind person. Yes. And just, uh, and I appreciate that, you yeah. know, because I think it can probably get pretty catty, yeah, you know, and just kind of gossipy and people are just back. And I just feel like Nina kind of stays away from the drama and is just a kind person. And I'm like, yeah, you, that's what we need more. And she's a, she's a wonderful goof. Like she yeah. has a very old school, like vaudevillian quality to her that yeah. I think is like well, very. Well, she should have won Snatch Game. I mean, she I know she's she's great. <laughs> she great. Who did win Snatch Game? Silky. Oh, Silky. Silky, Silky walked away with it. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. We'll yeah, see yeah. how it I'm goes. I'm praying for. Her. <laughs> uh, what's your other like reality show situation other than Survivor? Are you into Bachelor? Are you into? No, I've those... never been into the Bachelors. Um, I've. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I don't know why 
I, I, Bachelor kind of makes me, ang- I don't know why they put themselves through this. That's I don't an know why. extremely fair point of view. I don't know view. why all the men do it. I don't know why all the women do it. I'm just like, I don't, there's, this is not they're the way there to, to find, find love. <laughs> you know what? I they're apologize. on a quote journey and they're there to find love. I apologize. How did I miss that? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just, that kind of makes me angry. Um, mm-hmm. I but do, you're into I, the competition, like Amazing Race, Survivor stuff. The competition, yeah. And um, I'm trying, to, and I watch and a lot of YouTube. I watch a okay. lot of YouTube. Would you ever be on Amazing Race? No. 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 I, well, I take it back. I don't know. I may be. I might, when my daughter gets older. Would that, you do it with your daughter? That might be kind of a fun, <gasps> might be kind of a fun thing because she's such a fan. Here's the thing about Amazing Race mm-hmm. is I think I'd rather do Survivor because Amazing really? Race, that, God, nothing is more stressful than trying to get to the airport and, yeah. and missing, you know, I'm the guy that arrives at the gate three hours early. <laughs> just, I'll have a coffee because I don't want to be late. And it just, it feels like one big episode of being late. Yes. Yeah, that's what the original title was. And that's what the, ti- <laughs> and that's what the title is, being late yeah. at 8 p.m. And I, that just sounds, that's just a one big nightmare to me. Yeah, but so you'd rather, I haven't watched Survivor for years and years and years i forget that it's still on just because i've fallen out of i mean i'd have to get a trainer if i was i'd have to really work (laughs) on this dad body because it's like super uh i mean i I assume that it's evolved and grown into this like not only just like mental game but extremely physical oh yeah and you always have your shirt off which is like who wants her shirt off the whole time you know so i'm like (laughs) i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to get into naked and afraid is out of the question for you that's another one come on that one where have we gotten i got into a weird k-hole where i watched like (laughs) 11 episodes of Naked and Afraid in one day. And I was just like fascinated by it, by like just the actual like, and then I watched all the reunion episodes of them all coming back together yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. out machizoing each other yes, about yes, like yes, yes. why their season, because they were in a swamp, was harder than the yeah. desert that the other people were in. <laughs> and I was like, yes, give me this like battle of the brain. I, I do have a question though. Like, what do you watch? Because I have to ask myself this. Like, mm-hmm. what do you watch where you walk away feeling... Good? Good. Ooh. Uh, men falling off of boats. <laughs> is usually, no. Good. Um, I've been... Well, that's interesting because I watch The Bachelor because I'm fascinated by, like, the human condition of, like, why they put themselves sure, in sure, this. Sure, 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 sure. And also, it's just, like, the intense... Ob- like, I watch Unreal for a while, that scripted oh, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I watched actually The Bachelor, and then watching oh. how similar the two oh. were was fascinating to me. Oh yeah, unreal. Like the narrative, the storylines, narratives almost seem like they saw into some like oracle, like crystal ball of like mm-hmm. the future seasons of The Bachelor, and they start like mirroring each other in a very odd way. Wow. But I think it's just because you can kind of sort of guess psychologically like where the show's gonna yeah, yeah, develop yeah, yeah. to and like what's gonna happen. Yeah. Um. It's just, it's harder. I realized this season it was harder to watch women compete for a man. I think I kind of had this like a tiny epiphany for myself. For some reason, it was like easier and funnier to watch like men compete for a woman. But I think. So on Unreal, they do both? On Unreal, I've only, yeah, they do both on Unreal. Uh Yeah. Um, But the actual Bachelor watching like the actual, like, I was like, I don't know. I don't like the season. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I guess I've become more of a feminist, I guess. I just like think all these women like should just live and thrive and Mm -hmm. not have to do this. But like watching the men, I'm like, yeah, go (laughs) for it. Watching the men in pain. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. keep them completely quarantined. Um, Because it it does, I ask that to myself sometimes because it's like, when you see, I don't know, like a magazine or something uh-huh. like that, and I have that gravitational pull to kind of flip through yeah. it just because I'm 
bored or I'm interested or it's kind mm-hmm. of like candy. But then you walk away and I'm like, oh, why did I do okay, that? You know? I have an answer. Here's what I have been binge watching because I've been a little under the weather the last like couple oh, of days. Oh, I'm sorry. That's kind of going around. Yeah. I, I mean, it's I, it's my fault. Um, but Great British Baking Show. That oh, is the one that you walk away from. Yeah. These contestants, one, great at what they do. Two, support each other entirely. Yeah, There's not yeah. a dramatic, terrible person in the Mm-mm, mix. No. And also, it's all pastels. It's all pastels. <laughs> it's Easter every single episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's so yes. insane. Yeah. And they all genuinely want each other to do well. Yeah. And or they edit it that way, which they, I appreciate. Yes, I appreciate yeah. that. It's so British that literally because I watch a lot of like Food Network reality, yeah, like chopped sure. and things like sure. that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like there was an episode I was watching the other day where a woman just was like, ah, I put my finger in the fan. Okay, it's bleeding. And it was like two seconds and the whatever the on-call person just came and wrapped it up and then they kept going. Whereas like if that was an episode of Chopped, that would have been a dun-dun-dun yeah. and then a totally. cutaway to a commercial totally. and insane music. And they're just so subtle and And then pleasant. there's like this grandmother kind of figure yes. that comes around and talks about yep. your food. The Hollywood guy is a li- he's, he's, he's probably the only one that adds an edge of ego. Oh, yeah, he's as close to Guy Fieri as they yeah. get over in yeah. England. But everybody else is... Very genuine. Oh, it's so pure. And they cry and they get really up in their interviews. They're like, I'm really upset. Like there's a lot of authentic moments. There's a lot of real human, like sweet. You root for everyone. There's never really a front runner and there's never really a villain ever. Oh, that's been the show that's been giving me such wonderful feelings every time I I watch it. I will say like, that's a good point because on these other shows, whether it be The Bachelor, when you do, because you're a very perceptive person. And when you do notice an authentic moment, you notice it. Oh, yeah. When you know it's not coming out of like, I want more airtime or I'm going to be just mm-hmm. getting into a fight or da 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 da. But when you see an authentic moment, that whether it be a response or a question, you're like, yeah, that's authenticity. Yeah. When you watch someone, yeah, that is having a human moment yeah. that isn't aware of cameras or thinking about like the edit of this episode yes. down the line. Yes. Because it's, you know, they're on the 20 billionth season of it that sure. people now go in already trying to preemptively write their like story arcs for these shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which when you see the people that are just genuine weirdos, and it's not even weirdos, they're the most human ones of all of them. The weirdos are the ones going in trying to write the narratives. Yeah, yeah. That those people are like, I root for them. I root for the one that like really, truly, blissfully is ignorant of all of this like nonsense surrounding them. So that's why Great British It would be really cool to, uh, I don't think anybody would ever, any producer would ever do this because it would kind of show their cards, but... (laughs) If they could show an episode how someone was edited to be the villain mm. and then how somebody else was edited, like to show if the you could power re-edit, of an edit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. If yeah. you could go behind the scenes and show two versions of an episode yeah. of like, here's a villain. Now here's our hero. Yeah. Which I think would be easy to do. So easy. Yeah. I feel like they probably have all of those stocked episodes and they just watch how it plays out and then sure. they like release those. But I've also watched a lot of Unreal and Unreal is kind of unreal. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, more questions for Tony Hale. We'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Not Too Deep. This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by Aunt Fanny's, which is not only just a really cute brand to say out loud audibly right now for myself alone in my house, but to very exciting because for years we've been told that clean meant one thing. 
sanitize. It's supposed to be healthy, but sanitizers and disinfectants wipe out everything, all the good healthy stuff along with any bad, like your gut. Your home has a microbiome too, and research is starting to show that this kill them all approach may be going too far with negative effects on our health, especially for kids. But now Aunt Fanny's brings probiotics to your home and your hands with their new micro cosmic line. These household cleaners and hand soaps add good with probiotic power. Each has an extract of beneficial bacteria plus super effective plant-based ingredients to be tough on dirt and gentle on you. These formulas are non-toxic, cruelty-free, and have 100% essential oil scents. No fake fragrances here. They're hypoallergenic and dermatologist tested too. So you have all of the accolades that you could possibly need for this company. Why stop at just natural cleaning when you can do one better with probiotics? Shop now at antfannies.com slash good and get 20% off your entire order with the coupon code grace at checkout. That's antfannies, A-U-N-T-F-A-N-N-I-E-S.com slash good coupon code grace. Um, okay. You have a million things going on. But also, everything is coming to an end. (laughs) And also, we're all going to die. And we're all going to die, which is like the bigger takeaway for everything. Um, Okay, Toy Story 4. Yeah. This is nuts. Congratulations. This is very exciting. It comes out. It's so cool. And like having a child, like this must be like an extra layer of cool and yeah, it comes in waves too. Like when they first were kind enough to ask me, I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. What's that? What's that? Uh, It's, 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 uh, you don't, I don't process, I didn't really process it. Sure. I was like, sure, a gig. I'm so happy. That's so nice. And then you go, and then they, rec- I recorded at Pixar and I'm like, oh, wow. I'm at, then I kind of looked around and it's like, oh, this is happening. Mm-hmm. And this place is like a creative wonderland. Yeah. You know? And then you see the trailer and then you say, oh, I am. <laughs> Cause I think there's that actor mentality of like, you're going to get, I'm going to get cut. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. it's like something. <laughs> Someone's gonna take me I believe it when out. I see it. Yeah. This is one long prank that's happening totally. to me. And my, that reminds me of my wife when she worked on SNL. She said every single person that came into SNL always had the imposter theory that somebody is going to find out that I'm not supposed to be there. Yeah. You know? But the truth is we all have that all of constantly. constantly. I have that going into Ralph's. Like <laughs> that I shouldn't be allowed to buy groceries. They don't know exactly. that I'm capable They're of doing They're going to catch it. me buying mandarin oranges. Yeah. If my credit card doesn't go through, I'm running through that window. <laughs> <laughs> not, not through the door. <laughs> I'm fucking Kool-Aid manning myself out of this building right now. <laughs> Man, way to bring back an 80s commercial classic. Um, uh, but it was like, so then it kind of came ways. And then this last time we were doing press, I guess a, f- a couple weeks ago, and then it hit me that it was like, wow, I'm... I'm in, so it kind of comes in waves. Yeah. It's very exciting. And you, you've seen the whole film? I've seen it, yeah. I saw a screening of it, and it's just... A, it's it's eye candy. Like yeah. what, as you know, like what Pixar does, you're just looking at these, the way Bo Peep is lit and Ugh. it looks like China. And it's just, I don't know. I, I It's that kind of thing. You, I don't know how they do it. Yeah. You're just like, how do people know how to do this? Yeah. You know? And then just the emotional roller coaster that Pixar Ugh. takes you on is really great. But it's wonderful because it's, I imagine it's, you know, for adults and children at the same time that oh, it, yeah. there's so much depth and there's so much yeah. like emotional complexity to it that yeah. you're like, this is nuts, but it's yeah. technically for children. And the basic 
truth, my character, <laughs> you know, he's a sport who's in the middle of an existential crisis. He's having a hard time. <laughs> Which, <laughs> as a person that often plays characters with um, nervousness and anxiety sure, and that sort of thing, sure, I'm sure. Right up my alley. Yeah, it must be kind of oddly complimentary that you're like, of course I'm the person you reach out to to play. <laughs> I mean, anxiety is in my blood. <laughs> Um, so, Literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. can't get rid of it. So, you know, just the fact that he has a lot of questions, because not only does he have these real simple questions that he asks about mm. life, like he'll walk in, all the toys drop to the ground. He's like, why? Why is everybody dropping to the ground? <laughs> like, what's, what is this? He doesn't understand the rules of the universe. Mm -hmm. And, but also he's simple. Like he's a spork mm -hmm. and some pipe cleaners and a little piece of clay. It's just, it's a really, and also, I mean, the, deeper thing is he always wants to go to the trash. He's like, I'm made for the trash. Oh. And Woody is, you know, he's brought to give him a greater purpose. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. So there's going to be lots of tears yeah. in this. Um, when did you get to see the actual character, the character, like, I think the first, the first time they, they brought me in and they you never you. know what is right. It's, I tell you though, I don't know if you're like this. I, even while I was, <laughs> even while I was doing the voice for the first time, I genuinely wouldn't have been surprised if somebody stood up and went, yeah, this isn't working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I trust no, yeah. I trust nothing. Nothing, I, I don't trust anything. And, and it's I'm like, always listen, very grateful and like, oh, fully, thank you for the free yeah. trip. <laughs> thank you for the free lunch. Like I would have been like, that's so nice. You guys fed me. I can yeah, leave now. Thank you for the granola yeah. bar and the Dunkin' Donuts. I'm very appreciative. And it, I wouldn't even been upset. I mean, I've been upset, but I've been like, it would have been the response of like, oh yeah, yeah. I know you're going to say that. <laughs> like, I get it. I get it. I'm out. I can go. Yeah, I can go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so nuts. And now, okay, what for the one question I have, because um, I think people might assume that like voiceover acting is so much easier than regular acting, but like <clears throat> maintaining your voice and actually maintaining the character's voice and like having to emote just through your voice mm. seems like it's way more complicated than people think. Yeah, I think, it, uh, I mean, to be completely honest, I've always had when I was younger, I had a lot of, in, into college, I had a lot of insecurity about my voice. Really? Yeah. So I always, I don't know, I just have this always insecurity about my voice. I, and I still probably do. I think I sound like I had a cold all the time. I just <laughs> something I had a real, I would hear myself and be like, God, what the heck? Yeah, like, yeah. And then I'd hear somebody who has like a deep resonance and be like, I sound like a squeaky dog toy next to you. <laughs> Um, so I had a lot of, so it's like when somebody says all they're going to get is what you're giving into the microphone is, and you, you know, you do podcasts, like yeah. that's what, so I think that I brought an anxiety into that of like, oh God, like, cause I used a, my facial expressions, physicality mm -hmm. was a large part of kind of communicating humor and the story. Yeah. And so it took some time to gain a confidence in what I was putting into the microphone. And, but like when you do voiceover or commercials, I mean, not commercials, uh, animation, mm -hmm. they'll always do a playback of how your voice sounds in the characters just to kind of keep that in your ear. To cue you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you're like, I'm not just now mysteriously doing some other version yes, of my yes, voice. Yes, that yes, makes yes. No sense. And it's a weird, the thing that's Pixar that's so cool is, um, Typically, when I've done animation, there's always a, a glass, much like, much like, yeah, Santa there's Becca. like a two way mirror, like RuPaul's Drag Race, except it's just clear glass. Yes, yeah. it's just clear. And you kind of, you're doing something and then everything turns off in your headphones and you just see these people talking about it. Oh, you. that they're talking. Yeah. And, and, the, like... you, and you can see the director and the producer going, like, <laughs> I don't know. And all you see is their emotions of like, and all I'm hearing in my head is like, yeah, they, I suck. You know, it's like, 
they're just talking to each other like, nah, I think it, and they're not probably not saying anything bad, but you don't know. Right, right, Whereas right. Whereas at Pixar, you were all in the same room. So it was oh. like, I was in the same room with them and that, it almost helped the, and I just kind of felt a little more a part of the Yeah, process. I mean, as someone that might handle anxiety, I think the worst case scenario is watching two people in charge <laughs> silently talk about something that you just did as a oh. performance <laughs> and by the way yeah just watching that yeah because yeah. even when you're doing on camera like when i do veep the monitors and kind mm-hmm. of uh, directions stuff, they're in another room typically so you don't see them talking about you right but voiceover there is you're... a piece of glass and you're watching somebody judge <laughs> you talk about you two emotive mimes and you're trying to fill yes. in what they're actually yes. saying yeah, and yeah 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 i'm sure worst case scenario brain takes over yes. constantly yes. but the more you do it the more it's you get, I, I get a lot more free with it. Like it's just mm-hmm. the more you can kind of bring your own physicality into it as though you were doing it on camera. Yeah. Then I think it transfers maybe into the performance a little more on the microphone. That's cool. That's mm. very cool. Um, I just read this morning your, uh, you did this interview for GQ that I thought was really cool. And mm. like just talking about anxiety and like yeah. dealing with that and <clears throat> how, cause I also had handled that a, sure. a lot. And mm-hmm. I think that's, becoming a more normalized conversation, which I really appreciate and really love very much. Yeah. And you were talking about how you said something about how like, it's not make it about you or like, it's not like get distance yourself from yourself or something. Yeah. I I think I was giving the example. I was doing Conan years ago and uh, I used to struggle with uh, panic attacks Mm -hmm. and I was doing Conan. This must've been probably seven or eight years ago. And they, when they introduce you, they open the curtain and mm-hmm. then you walk out and right, I was, I was standing the curtain ready to go out. And right before I could feel the wave of panic coming yeah. over me. And mm-hmm. when that happens, you, all you want to do is bolt. Yep. That's all you want to do. And, um, through, you know, a shitload of therapy, mm-hmm. um, just kind of learning techniques. And one of the techniques is to somehow get your eyes off yourself. And mm-hmm. so there was two guys standing next to the curtain that were about to open it. And I just started asking them questions. So I was like, oh, where are you from? Oh, and I, I remember actually specifically saying, wouldn't it be fun if a documentary was made about what you guys see right before somebody goes out? Or Great idea. You know, and like what, uh, how long have you been doing this job? Just to force my eyes off myself and and then the curtains open and then I went out. You know, so it's because if yeah. I had stayed in my head, mm-hmm. it just gets... It snowballs. It snowballs, yeah. Yeah, no, I thought that was such a really like simple and seems like common sense, but when you're in your anxiety brain, oh, when yeah. the panic attack is about to like the wave comes over you, sure. it's impossible to like think that clearly yeah. about things. And the impulse, and everybody probably already knows this, but the impulse is to fight yeah. the anxiety and to fight the panic. Mm-hmm. And you have to just let it wash over you. Yeah. And it's that's the most uninstinctual, if that's the way to say it, that's not the, the default right. is to run. And one other technique that uh, I learned just a lot about is kind of touching things around you. So it's like, oh, you yes. know, touching this table, touching my jacket, because with anxiety, I'm somewhere else. Yeah. I'm, I'm in a fantasy that hasn't happened yet. I've heard um, the the sense mechanism thing where it's like, what do I smell right now? And then you identify what you smell. What am I yeah. tasting in my mouth right oh, now? What yeah. do I hear right now? What do I feel right oh, now? Oh, that's good. And that gets you out of your head a little bit and just more in the present sense Ooh. of like where you are. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And it seems like it should be common sense. But again, like it's you mm. unless you actually start practicing it and like build that muscle memory um but that's yeah once i heard that i was like that's genius (laughs) it's genius and nothing is rational in those moments no it's almost i compare it to um when somebody there's a 
person in my life and the history that he, they keep making these choices that I don't understand. It makes mm -hmm. me very, very crazy. And I've really, my wife and I talked about that we're, we're trying to make something irrational, rational, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm trying to be like, what are they doing? Da, da, da. And I'm fighting this. And it's like, this is never going to be rational. This is irrational behavior. Yeah. I'm trying to make it rational. And that's why I'm driving myself crazy. So mm. in this kind of anxiety, I can spend so much time trying to figure out and why is this happening and fighting? And it's like, it's just it's just thoughts and feelings that yeah. come and go that really mean nothing most of the time. Yeah. You know, and it's really just hurting myself to spend that much time trying to figure it out. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. And I, yeah, when you, you don't, the brain is like wonderful and terrible all at the same sure, time. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. beacon of beautiful stuff and also like your worst enemy yeah, <laughs> a yeah, lot of times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the stronger it gets, the crazier it can become. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah, I think just having like smaller coping me mechanisms and just like very kind yeah. of simple understandings of, and everything's easier said than done, obviously. Of and course, and, always... and in the moment, it's so. It is, that's why I keep saying I think it's a dis it's a discipline. It's not yeah. something that happens overnight. Somebody else said something to me too that I love. Like, you know, we're we're just the worst to ourselves, and we're the worst. And if my daughter ever came out to me and said, dad, you know, I feel like shit. Um, I, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm awful. Mm -hmm. I would be like, honey, you're the most amazing. Yeah. I love you. And yet we don't talk to ourselves that way. Yeah. Like if, and we have, I have to, I want to talk to myself like I would my daughter when she's going through something That's like that. so smart. You I know? think there's a weird sense of like narcissism by being nice to yourself and like kind of, yeah. there's like a you weird. you feel bad about yeah, it. Yeah. They're like, I'm an egomaniac because I think that I should love myself. <laughs> when right. It's like, that's no, you should. That's okay. Yeah. There's nothing selfish or weird or mm -mm. like, you know, egomaniacal about that at I mean, all. It's even like in faith, they say love others as you love yourself. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of value. Actually, it's difficult to, I think RuPaul even says it at say, the end of the show. Drag race. Uh, if you don't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anybody else? <laughs> right. And I mean, it's the most very, simple principle. It is because there really is a power and it comes from you when you have that foundation. There's a yeah. greater love for others. Yeah. No, that's super cool. Um, Just okay. bringing back the Rue. Bringing back uh, Mama Rue. Mama Rue. She's with us constantly, every day, <laughs> all day. Um, okay, let's talk about Archibald's next big thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so this is- Came a, out of anxiety. A, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I read a little bit about it, and it sounded like it kind of grew out of this sort of thought process. Mm -hmm. And this was a children's book that you wrote years ago mm -hmm. that has now become an animated series on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's, um, so uh, when I was living in New York, mm -hmm. I apologize to people who've, who've heard this, but it's I become I get a little bit of a soapbox about it because it was very impactful for me. But when I was in New York, I was finding myself not very present, and not that I had a bad time in New York, but not very present, but always looking to that big thing coming. Mm. Like that, my big thing is coming. So whenever something happened, it was hard. And I was like, you know what? That big thing is coming. Something's coming. And when I booked my, and a sitcom was my big thing. Mm -hmm. And when I booked that sitcom on Arrested Development, it didn't satisfy me the way I thought it was going to satisfy hmm. me. And it really scared me because that was my dream. Yeah. And it's because I gave it too much weight. And mm -hmm. it's the whole thing. If the, if you're not practicing contentment where you are, you're not going to be content when you get what you want. Oh shit! And I think my whole time in New York, I, I mean, again, I didn't have a bad time, but I was just never where I was. Yeah, I was always somewhere else in the future. Hmm. And I think that I had to, and I do. That's why I keep on saying discipline because it's something that I had to learn. So, anyways, in the children's book, um, Archibald is a chicken. 
And he gets a card in the mail that says, your big thing is here. And mm-hmm. he's like, where? And he goes on all these great adventures. But every time he's on an adventure, he's like, I got to get to my next big thing. Hmm. And I love that you have bees today because there's a bee in the book that mm-hmm. always says to him, you got to just be, man. You got to just be. <laughs> and then in the end, he realizes the card is right, that your big thing is right here. My big thing in my life is talking to you right now. That's uh-huh. my big thing. Uh-huh. And the more that we can treat everything like a big thing... It's like everything then just unfolds. You don't give it so much expectation and weight. Mm-hmm. And so in the cartoon, I, Archibald's pretty much my my role model. Like I would love to be Archibald, but he just walks <laughs> into a situation. He sees the best in people. He sees the, sees the best in the situation. And he's learned the power of the now almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's funny and just, I don't know, It's it's it taught me a lot. He continues to teach me a lot of lessons. That's super cool. And I think that's huge. I struggle with that a lot. Of yeah, like we all do. I still thinking, struggle like, with it. Like, what's the next thing that's happening today? If I'm yeah. nervous about this thing, of especially course. auditioning and that whole thing. Yeah. Like, I'm never present because sure. I'm just like, I get to go do this after this. So I don't have to sure. worry about this right now. <laughs> sure. But we're also, keep in mind, we're also trained to not think of the now. Like, mm-hmm. especially as freelancers, we get the question, what's next for you? Yeah. My default oh, is to think true. somewhere else. My default isn't to be present. Yeah. It's, it's more of a challenge for me to be right here. And and also keep in mind, it's not like I'm saying, because people have asked, like, do you think dreaming is wrong? Or do you think, you know, ambition? And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, but I think for me, I was, I was kind of subconsciously saying, I will have value when this happens. Right. I will have value when a sitcom happens and something, it could be something else for somebody else. When I have children, I will have, it's like Mm -hmm. whatever that is rather than, and also in our town, in Hollywood, it says you will have value when this happens. And let me tell you right now, my value back in the mid nineties, when I was temping and I was Mm -hmm. trying to make a sign, my value is the exact same then as it is right now. My value has not changed. When are you writing a self-help book? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's like, by the way, I suck at this so much. That's why I like to talk about it yeah. because I struggle. Anxiety has been, and this is another cool thing is like, um, I think our society, it's even though shit is hard, anxiety mm-hmm. is hard. When people go through shit, it's very, very hard. But I, it's amazing how it's the stuff that teaches us the most. It's the stuff mm-hmm. that changes us the most. And not that, not, I mean, there's so much joy from mountaintop experiences, but man, shit grows in the valley. Yeah. Like that's where the stuff grows. There's a lot of snow on the mountain. They're joyful. And right. highs, but I look at my life and it's the shit mm-hmm. that really brings out, you know, another thing that, um, again, I, I'm getting all spiritual, but get it. God talks about like, I, he will restore what the locusts have eaten. There's mm-hmm. a, there's a kind of a story in the Bible that says that. And it's a beautiful thing of like, I think God and I, faith is important to me and mm-hmm. it's, it's. God really does take what the locusts have eaten or take what the world is. And he will, I believe he will restore it in different unique ways. Hmm. And, and my, I mean, look at my characters. Yeah. All struggle. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's something that I have been able to use. Yeah. In my life somehow. And I think that you create closer connections that way because these are authentic personalities or characters to things that you struggle with. So then the people that identify with this or that find meaning or relatability in all these narratives have a, and like there's visibility there of like an understanding and it becomes like, okay, this is kind of normal and okay. Like I'm not weird. I'm not crazy. I'm not, you know, um, completely alone right now. And we're spinning on a planet. I mean, it's it's a crazy reality. We're all going to become grains of sand at some point. But it's it's, like if you, it is, it's okay. It makes sense that we have anxious times and, 
you know, one thing that for me with anxiety that I that really taught me with the characters is um, like, for instance, Gary on Veep, he's very, his stuff is very internal. Mm-hmm. Like he kind of will stand behind her and there's a lot going on in that yeah. head. And anxiety is not so much in people's face all the time. It's yeah. not like, hey, hey, I'm freaking out. Da, da, da. It's very much of a silent war. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it's hard to verbalize sometimes or yeah. hard to articulate sometimes. And so then it becomes unbelievable to people from the outside to imagine that someone could struggle with something right. because it's not, it's, you know, it's not like a um, uh, measles that show up on your body exactly. and you go, you're obviously sick or you're struggling with right. something. It's very, very internal. It's very internal. But it doesn't make it any less real. Not at all. Not um, at all. Not but I think that's really cool. And I think the idea of creating like a is the is the animated series like for children? It's or like is six, it- yeah. It's like six to ten. And he is um he has and his sister's name is Loy on the oh, show. Oh, that's so sweet. And he has a sister and two brothers. And it was created from the, the book, uh my buddies Victor Huckabee and um um Tony Biagni did it with me. And mm-hmm. then the series of my friends Jake Drew and Eric. And in the series, he just, um, I don't know, he's a little, he makes a lot of mistakes, Mm -hmm. makes a lot of mistakes, but his attitude towards the mistakes is what it's about. You know, he just, and there's always some kind of global reason for these mistakes that happen. Because, you know, mistakes get a bad rap. We make a lot of mistakes, but there's always many times a kind of a hidden a lesson a lesson from them yeah there's an education in mistakes yeah because if you lesson if you i don't i mean can you imagine meeting someone that had never made a mistake yeah they would be the worst person to ever hang out with and i was just at my (laughs) i was just at my uh, niece's wedding and we had a great time and you know there was a lot of um getting ready for a wedding there was a lot of uh anxiety around you could just feel like you know everybody wants it to be really fun but I remember thinking on my wedding, it really, it wasn't the perfection that I remember. It's always the mistakes. Really? <laughs> you know, it's always like that we had two. You're like, your photos will show you the perfection, but sure. your brain will remember the I mistakes. I mean, that's the Instagram world, but yeah. it's like, it's, I, rem- I remember when, the, <laughs> I, I, anyways, there was a situation where, well, I can't, I, I would, I would call them out, but it was like, <laughs> there was, there was a really odd speech. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And, okay, and okay. that's the story that we always talk about, you know, uh, that, yeah, and, yeah. It, and now it brings us a lot of joy. But at the time, it's like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> and there was another thing that happened in the ceremony that was at the time, like, what? Like traumatizing. Traumatizing. But it, but that's what's always talked about. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like, it's, it's kind of shows you something. You're not going to talk about like how beautiful the weather was. Because... I don't even remember the flowers. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you have a whole series of life help, uh, self help books oh, that you could make. It comes from a make. lot of pain. Oh, a lot of pain. Love it. Okay, speaking of pain, we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> uh, and then when we get back, we have Twitter questions oh, for cool. you. Twitter, one of the social media platforms of pain uh, out there. <laughs> so we'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by BetterHelp. If there is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp Online Counseling can help. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are specialized in issues such as depression, anxiety, relationships, trauma, anger, family conflicts, uh, etc., etc. Connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment and get help at your own time and at your own pace. Anything you share is confidential and it's so convenient 
convenient. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions as well as chat and text with your therapist. If for some reason you are not happy with your counselor, though, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. And best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Not too deep uh, with Grace Helbig listeners. Get a 10% off your first month with a discount code. So if you're interested, get started today. Go to betterhelp.com slash grace. Then simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get you matched with a counselor that you will hopefully love. That's betterhelp.com slash grace. Not too deep. Okay, here we go. We're getting real deep on not too deep. When it comes to vibrators, there is no one size fits all. Everyone has a different body, but that's why skin, S-K-Y-N condoms have a new line of intimate devices. These vibrators are amazing. You heard me right. Yeah, that's the ad copy and I'm reading it as is and I'm giving you... I hope my parents don't listen to this episode, but that said, I am very, very excited that we are supported by this brand. Uh, Listen up. There's the Thrill, which is a more discreet bullet equipped with three different speeds. Then there's the Shiver, which is a waterproof massager with seven different speeds. The shiver also has a rib texture for multiple sensations. Ladies, get at it. And if you're a dude, buy one for your girl or yourself. I don't know. It's for enhancement, not replacement. Every bedroom should have at least one sex toy. Again, I'm reading ad copy. Mom, dad, stepmom, stepfather, etc. So save intimacy and feel everything with skin. You can order skin devices right from Amazon. Just search skin That's S-K-Y-N to explore the entire line of intimate products. I wish that they had a, I don't get a, a, a code grace on this one. All right, back to the podcast. Okay, before we get into these Twitter questions, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every single guest that oh, is on the podcast. Exciting. They're very thrilling. Um, the first one is, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? <gasps> Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. um, okay, can you give me a second to think? Of course, of course. Um, this I, is my Barbara Walters question. I would question. say I, I, the, I've been incredibly honored. I work um, with, I don't work with them when they go on missions, but uh, I go to, uh, I have a, anyways, I'm involved in the international justice mission that works with human trafficking. Uh-huh. And, uh, Hearing these stories about these adults and how they're abusing children is, uh, I would like to throw a lot more than cold spaghetti yeah. at them. Yeah, maybe like completely stale, like maybe actual like yeah. life sentences at them. Yeah, it's uh, that I and and then there's and this sounds very general, but just mean people. Mm-hmm. I don't under I I there's I'm with you. there's uh it, it's just it doesn't produce any good fruit. There's no reason to do it. Yeah. It takes more energy to be like purposely mean than to just exist in like yeah. gratitude for people. Yeah, just be nice. Like yeah. if you're at the grocery store, just be nice. Yeah. You know? yeah, there's a great organization called Dude Be Nice. Have you heard of it? No, it's a great organization. They they just a very simple motto: just dude be nice, just be nice. That's great. Yeah, oh, that's so great. Um, okay, the other question is to tell us your worst pants shitting story <gasps> or close call, but... I have one. Oh, perfect. But here's the deal. You can only tell us in three words or three small phrases. So mine is college jogging front lawn. Okay. Oh, damn. I love that you have one so immediately. <laughs> that makes me so full of joy. I have one. 
uh, so phrases meaning uh, you can do like little phrases or I mean mm-hmm. there's really no rules people have gone full out and told us their whole story so. okay <laughs> I was okay uh, okay one phrase would be um, I'll just do one sentence on the subway to rehearse with my scene partner that's one <laughs> <laughs> that's one sentence okay Ar- arriving okay sorry on uh, thought a fart I mis- mistook a fart <laughs> Oh no! And then arrived at her apartment and and randomly asked if her husband had any sweatpants <laughs> I could borrow, and never told her why. And so then, you just told us the whole story. <laughs> and uh, and just threw Wait, the pants. Wait, you never out. told her why? She I couldn't... think actually at her. Uh, I, I however. Oh, this is something. However, footnote to the story. I did not tell her at the time. I might have told. I don't think I ever did tell her. But I remember I leaving the. I we rehearsed in my in her husband's sweatpants, <laughs> and then and then we left. And I threw away those pants in the trash outside. And then I ran. And her and her husband got divorced years later. Okay. And I ran into That's her. Like immediately. <laughs> Yeah. Where's my sweatpants? And I ran into her husband, who's an actor, at a party in LA and told him the whole story. Oh my God. Because he wasn't in the apartment when it happened. I told the wow. host, I said, if you're missing a pair of sweatpants, uh, this is why. Just know your ex wife didn't vindictively burn them. Exactly. Um, I... yes. Oh man. And it was just, but everybody knows that feeling of. Oh. Especially in New York. Oh, man. That's like, like, what am I going to do? I know now in New York that there's got to be apps for public bathrooms, but I remember always having at the time that I lived there a mental map of like, oh, I yeah. can go to Italy here. Yeah. And I the can W Hotel in Union Square. Um, I would always The go. Marriott in Times Square <laughs> yes. is fucking rock solid. They have so many choices yes. and no yes. one uses them because yes. it's a hotel and everyone's up yes. in their own rooms. Any chain hotel yes. in, in New York. You walk in with confidence. No yes. one's stopping you. No one you. cares. <laughs> Grab a briefcase. You're solid. <laughs> okay, let's get into these Twitter questions. Um, okay, a lot of people ask the same type of question. Veep and Arrested Development are my favorite shows. Can you ask him about the differences on each set? Differences on each set, uh, I would say the process is really different because on Arrested, it was like its own puzzle where Mm -hmm. Mitch would, like I remember when my hand hand was eaten off by a seal. Right. (laughs) uh, And I remember episodes before seeing like a hand chair and like I think about a hand and I was like, what's up with all the hand stuff? And I remember having this (laughs) impulse of like, I don't even know what this means. Like, why do I want to talk about hand stuff? Uh Uh-huh. And then cut to literally my my hands eaten off, and if I had messed up that grid, right. we just all kind of trusted that just say what's on the page. Yeah. Whereas on Veep, the writers work very hard, but then they give us rehearsal time just to kind of see if stuff is gelling, and come up with bits and all that kind of stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you guys kind of it's a collaborative sort of. It felt Veep feel it's they're. They're both collaborative, but Veep definitely, I'd never had this much rehearsal time on a television show. Oh, wow. As I do on Veep. As Very I did cool. on Veep. Yeah. How is that? Is that, do you like that more? I, I, I do. I mm-hmm. like, it feels kind of like theater where you feel a little more confident walking into a day of shooting. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense that mm. you feel like more, you fully understand everything. Yeah. And it's also a real organized chaos on Veep. Yeah. And so to know exactly where the choreography of people kind of coming and going helps. Mm-hmm. That's cool. 
Um, someone wants to know how awkward was working with the hook slash fake hand in Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. Awkward slash awesome. <laughs> well, I, I saw was... you Instagram, Instagram Buster's Pinterest page the other day, and that <laughs> made me cackle out loud at home. I was like, this is great. Of, a lot of accessories. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun because it's, you know, especially these last two seasons, they would just come up to me and we didn't, I didn't, no one, none of us really knew what was happening in the story. Mm-hmm. And so he would just, someone would just come up to me and say, this is the hand you're wearing. And I would be like, <laughs> I don't, I, and I would be like, can you explain why? And I remember specifically one props person just going, I don't know. Just like. <laughs> I'm just doing just, my job, man. Just doing my job. Just put the hand on <laughs> And I was like, all right, sure. Oh, that's so it's a big, you're, it's one big trust exercise. Yeah. It yeah, sounds yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. oh, that's so great. Um, someone wants to know, do you think the role of Buster Bluth positively affected your life? Um, <laughs> It'd be weird if you say absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> oh yeah, it definitely. I mean, the, the job and the, the plant having that role definitely. Yeah. Positively applied. Playing him. Yeah. Cause I think there is. I th- uh, kind of what I was talking about before it kind of began to open the door of seeing how, you know, stuff that was really hard with anxiety to walk through, how it could, mm-hmm. you know, be used in comedy. And it, to your point of finding those authentic places. Yeah. You know? Do you, what's been the most, I don't want to say weird or negative, but like mm-hmm. strange um, fan interaction or like someone coming up and, and talking to you? I, I actually ha- I actually enjoy when people come up because I don't remember the episodes. I haven't seen many of them. So, I mean, I've seen them when they air, but that's about it. And right. so when people come up and be like, hey, remember when this happened? And I, I'm like, I don't. So, <laughs> but it sounds really, it sounds really funny. <laughs> so I enjoy when they tell me. But I remember a couple of people will, if I have a conversation with somebody, they'll stand really close to me. And I don't know if they're trying to think if I sound like Buster Bluth or... <laughs> I don't know. I, I haven't <laughs> had really crazy ones. You just get people that kind of linger. Yeah, they just kind of linger. And they'll just, uh, like, they'll just say, oh, they'll go, hey, brother, hey, brother. And then I'll go, hey. And then that, uh, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> and then that's it. You're yeah, like, you just got uh, like, that's so nice. Nice to meet you. But I don't, I don't know how, what else to say. Have you ever been mistaken for a celebrity? Yeah, well, uh, I, I don't know if I've been mistaken. Uh... Maybe I have I I know I know when I was doing commercials I was the David Schwimmer type, <laughs> <laughs> and I was described as checked out and not all there. <laughs> and then you're like, mm, that's like, really accurate. All right, that's okay. pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah. wow, you're really. I'm working on me. that. <laughs> and then I, you know, signed up for therapy the yeah, next yeah, day. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. Someone's asking who are you rooting for in this season of Drag Race? And what was it like being a guest judge? Um, oh, who's your preferred boy band? Oh. If you have one. Um, preferred boy band. Hmm. What kind of music do you listen to? I listen to, uh, do you know who Patty Griffin is? I do not. Uh, she's I'm a, terrible she, at music. I know. I, I That's why I love Spotify, because you just kind of listen to a variety of stuff that you don't know about. I listened to a lot of her. I listened to I listened to um, these band called um, actually the 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 uh, this band called Distant Cousins, which I really love. Anyways, they're cool. kind of this alternative band. Uh, but a boy band. I mean, I don't know. NSYNC immediately comes to my mind. Yeah. Then they do Rock Your Body, Rock Your Body, and they all look yeah. like puppets no. or something in Backstreet the video. Boys. 
Was that Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yeah, that's um, okay. perfect. Great. I saw Backstreet Boys in Vegas a couple months ago, and it delivered. Did- <laughs> they were fantastic. I yeah. had no idea. Yeah. Ugh, I and they're loved- clearly making bank. Oh, they're, and they're all family men. They're all yeah. good is guys. Is it a residency that they have at Vegas? Yes, uh-huh. it is. Uh, I slid into the DMs of the Backstreet Boys on Twitter and tried to get tickets. <laughs> it was uh, not my finest, proudest moment, but it was. Was it them. packed? Uh, yes, it was. And it's everyone screaming their brains out. And it was just like the most fun ever. And they're, I mean, they can dance. They yeah, can yeah. put on a show. And they're like dads and husbands. And I yeah. was so impressed. Ugh. And I forgot how many hit songs they have. I mean, keep the heads coming. <laughs> and they, it's Backstreet and Sync, and what are the other ones? Ninety Eight Degrees was out there at one point. Oh yeah, O Town. Sure, they had a reality show, didn't they? Did they? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. had O Town ha- just on top of O Town is infamous for Liquid Dreams, the song about uh, <laughs> coming in your sleep. Um, All right, yeah. All right. <laughs> and they they name a lot of A list celebrities. It was I remember when I heard it first when I was in high school. I was like, oh, this is catchy. And then like in college, being like, what the fuck? <laughs> that song is um, nuts. Uh, we were all pranked. Um, okay, someone wants to know what kind of entertainment do you like to relax to. Uh, YouTube. Yeah, what do you watch on YouTube? I just watch compilation videos. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I like uh, a lot of the, like, any kind of the America's Got Talent, but only the ones that win. Do you I, watch, like, the dance? I watch a lot of... Um, so You Think You Can Dance? So You Think You Can Dance kind of stuff, or, like big yeah. dance troupe stuff to pump myself up, because I, I can't... Da- that's, like, fully out of my wheelhouse. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And then I watch a lot of that kind of stuff. I recently got into gender reveal... Things <laughs> for real, yeah, because it's like I don't know. I like that. I think it's that element of joy and surprise that I yeah, like to and see. Also, have you watched those compilations the of, of the children that hate the yes. that their parents do gender reveals yeah. for their like next brother or sister, yes. and the kids are like I wanted a brother. Yes, yes, out. yes. It's just such a joyful time, so it's fun to see kind of that. That's great. So you like videos. compilations. Oh, right. I love compilations. I will have to come. I have to rack my brain and figure out a couple I more to recommend. I also love when Ellen sends people through the haunted house. Oh, when she sends Andy, her especially Andy, him. but the writer girl, the old. Oh, oh yes, yes. She got her scream was so funny. <laughs> there's and actually speaking of screams, side note, uh-huh. there is this. Um, have you guys seen that Netflix characters where actors play different characters? I've heard of it. I haven't seen okay. it. Okay, there's one episode where John. Early. Mm-hmm. It's not his show, but it's this other girl's, and he he's playing kind of her assistant of this art director. Anyways, uh-huh. he comes in and gives out this scream that is the most genuine, <laughs> startled scream I've ever heard. And I must, I think I rewound it like five thousand times. It's so funny, and no one's gonna know what I'm talking about, but it's very funny. Well, no, you're you're giving out recommendations. Um, someone's go. What was your? Someone wants to know when was your last fit of existential dread. Um, it's a real life. I would say existential. I mean, I think every day. I don't know about <laughs> I don't know about dread, but I'm definitely like I'll be I'll be <laughs> I'll be walking, I'll be somewhere and just want to be like, hey, you know we're gonna die. I mean, you know, like this is <laughs> this is all fleeting. Actually, this that makes me think of something. Um, I remember either I was working years ago, and not that I haven't had my moments and I'm that I'm not proud of, but I remember working with this producer who was just a douchebag. Okay. Just a douchebag. And I wanted so bad, and I didn't, and I'm glad I held my tongue, but I wanted so bad to be like, you know what? I was recently at a graveyard, and we're all going there. 
and your legacy is that you're a dick, is that you're uh, a douchebag. Yeah. And if you want that to be your legacy, great. Yeah. Like, keep going the way you're going. But you have the ability to make different choices. Mm -hmm. You have the ability to treat people better. Or people are just going to remember you as a douchebag. And that's a bummer. Yeah. That's and you a bummer. didn't say that? And I didn't say it. Because that's a very polite way to say <laughs> fuck you directly to someone. I didn't say it because, I, I mean, I don't know if it would do anything. But I don't know. It's just, it goes back to that, like... You have your legacy can be because mm -hmm. all the stuff, all the all the stuff we it's fleeting. Yeah, but how you treat people, your relationships, that's the shit that really has longevity. Oh, that is very impactful and very meaningful to me. I resonate with that a lot, and think more and more as I get older and closer to that graveyard. That I'm like, yeah, none of this fucking matters. We're all gonna <laughs> die someday. That's like the fun joke we've had on set with my friends and I. That anytime someone's really nervous about a scene, sure. you just tap each other on the shoulder and whisper, <laughs> "We're all gonna die someday." day and then yeah. it really puts things in perspective and there's like, actually something kind of comforting because it makes yeah. it to me it really makes me value those moments yeah I and agree. like make them the kindest and most loving that you can oh you're gonna be a great dad someday oh. <laughs> my daughter's like someday <laughs> Yeah, I'm still waiting. I'm looking at my watch. Uh, Tony, we've reached the end of the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you this for has having been me. So fun. But I before you it. go, um, everyone that's a guest gets a personalized fortune cookie oh, I from love this stuff. us to you. I so, love this stuff. Yeah, you can get your ASMR on. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm getting more satisfied. Well, I don't know by what it. that says. It's just now it's stuck in there. So that's, <laughs> I'm just stuck. Um, oh, I love this stuff. <laughs> okay, ready? Uh huh. Oh, this is fun. Okay. <laughs> Not to alarm you, but Frozen 2 is coming out in November and you, quote, will be forced to watch. Please prep coping mechanisms with a therapist now. Yeah, because you hate Frozen. Oh, are these personalized? Yeah. <laughs> Look at you guys. Look at your production quality. Well, here's the thing about Frozen. Yep. Is there's... <laughs> We ended on almost such a great note. I want you <laughs> no, to drag I this do, movie. <laughs> I do like Frozen. It's some dark material. It is. The girl ha is, has a, a disorder where she touches things frozen, and she's in isolation from yeah. her sister, mm -hmm. and they grow up in isolation. Yeah. And all the other sister wants to do is like, will you play a snow, build a snowman with yeah. me? And it's you watch, and you're like, well, the they've never communicated. Yeah. And by the way, side note, the parents <laughs> died in a boat crash in the very beginning. What? Okay, see, I only watched the second <laughs> half of the movie, so there's a lot that I'm missing out on. But yeah, that's dark as shit. Man, personal. Where do you get personalized fortune cookies? Um, you can buy a box and then just shove in a piece of computer paper. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa's gotten really good at really? it. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah, they. So come you can get empty fortune cookies. Oh. Yeah, she okay. does a game of operation on it, basically. By the way, well done. That's exciting. Thank you. Um, okay, so for people that don't know, where can they find you and what you're up to over the next few months online, on Netflix? Oh, that's nice. Uh, Mr. Tony Hale is mm -hmm. my handle. Yeah, I like that because I almost, when I asked for Twitter questions, tweeted at the wrong person. Um, and then um, I'm excited. I guess we're, we're, Beep is wrapping up, which is kind of sad. Um, and then Toy Story is coming. And the, but Archibald's next big thing. And Toy Story is coming out in June. And then Archibald's next big thing is going to come out in the fall. That's awesome. Thank you again so much for making time. This oh, was really wonderful. It. Really, I, really and I cool. I love you're wearing a Mr. Rogers neighborhood. I'm setting the tone that yes. <laughs> we're all going to be in a happy place. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you guys next time on another Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not
Too Deep with Grace Helbig. This episode of Not Too Deep has been brought to you by Aunt Fanny's. You heard me correctly. For years, we've known about probiotics for our guts, but yet our cleaning supplies are busy wiping out all the good with the bad. So bring probiotic power to your home with the new microcosmic cleaners and hand soaps from Aunt Fanny's. They add good with a beneficial bacteria extract plus safe plant-based cleaners. They're tough on dirt and gentle on you. So shop antfannies.com slash good and use the coupon code grace at checkout for 20% off your entire order. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, producer and edited by Melissa D. Mons, writing by Diane Kang, production assistance by Katrina Henning, post-production sound by Chris Henry, and an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music. (laughs) 